Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, welcome to Calvary Live. My name is Cody King. I am your host today uh, here in studio, ready to take your questions and your prayer requests. Hey, I want to welcome all of our listeners on Grace FM up and down the front range. It is a privilege to be with you today uh, here in the metro Denver area, uh, all the way down into Pueblo and up into Wyoming. Uh, it's a, an amazing, amazing thing to be able to leverage and utilize technology for the sake of the gospel of Jesus, to be able to talk about the things of the Lord, to be able to pray together, to be able to wrestle over scripture together, to be able to challenge one another in the, the right way to think about and interpret the scriptures is a really good thing. It's something that we need more of. We need to be thinking more critically in our world today and not just accepting things because that's just what people say or that's just what people think or do or whatever, uh, but really thinking through the Bible critically. And so it's a cool thing to be able to use technology for that, to answer questions, to talk through stuff together, uh, to pray together. It's a privilege to be able to do that and to be able to do that with you today. So not only here in the Metro Denver area, but also I want to welcome all of our listeners on the East Coast. If you're listening on Hope FM in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, or Maryland, or also Truth FM, Tennessee, North Carolina, and Kentucky, man, what an awesome thing that we can be connected over such a vast distance. It's so amazing to be able to uh, do such a cool thing like that. So, hey, if you are listening on the East Coast, uh, then remember that you're hearing this broadcast on a one-week delay. Um, and so just know that there might be some timing in terms of what you're hearing right now and what's actually happening in studio uh, here in the, uh, the Denver area. But um, uh, we'd still love to hear from you. So call in, um, text in, send in your questions. Give us a call. We'd love to pray with you. We'd love to talk to you and to, uh, work through uh, the scriptures together. Um, also, we have listeners that are listening online and through the Grace FM app. Hey, welcome to all of you there. We would love to hear from you as well. Um, because no matter where you are across the country and even around the world, um, we can be connected through this. So uh, send us a text, give us a call. We'd love to be able to connect with you uh, th that way as well. Um, and so, hey, again, my name is Cody King. Um, I am the lead pastor at Redemption Calvary. Uh, Redemption Calvary is located in the um, Metro Denver area. So we're on the northeast side of the Metro Denver area. If you know where DIA is, the airport, uh, then you know we're about 15 minutes basically directly east of there. So such a cool thing to be able to, uh, to be right there in that area of the city. Um, so we're in Commerce City, and uh, we actually just had our first service at a new location this past Sunday, and man, it went so well. It was just such a cool blessing to be able to, to expand the ministry of the church and to see the Lord open up new doors for us in our city. Uh, just a, a really, really cool thing. So what we've been able to do 
is um, utilize uh, a school here locally that is uh, ca- causing us to be able to, um, you know, use the gymnasium and uh, some different space for classroom or for uh, kids ministry area, that kind of stuff. And man, it's such a cool thing. And so we're, we're excited about that. We're meeting now at uh, the, the school's called Landmark Academy. So, hey, if you're in the reunion area, if you're in Commerce City uh, or, you know, even in the Henderson area, Brighton area, um, anywhere around here, man, we would love to have you join us. We meet every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. We got one service at 10 a.m. at Landmark Academy. Um, and we're actually, we just started the book of Nehemiah, which is, man, it's been just that first week has been powerful. I'm really excited about jumping into chapter two this week uh, in Nehemiah. It's going to be an awesome, awesome epic study. So uh, I'd love to have you join us. You're more than welcome to come. Uh, we'd love to have a place for you uh, at the church. So if you want directions, if you want to listen to some messages, uh, we got video as well. You can watch some of those messages uh, or just find out more information about the church. You can visit our website. It is redemptioncalvary.org.org. Redemptioncalvary.org. Um, we'd love to to be able to connect with you and to have you uh, join us. Or hey, maybe you're you're you know you're just around. You want to pop in and see different churches and what's happening in different areas of the city. Uh, man, you're welcome to to join us uh, just to visit as well. We'd love to have you uh, there as well. Also, uh, for us as a church, Redemption Calvary, we actually have a radio program that airs on Grace FM. Uh, it's called Redemption Radio. It's on weeknights at 8 p.m. And then Sunday mornings at 9.30 in the morning. And uh, I believe we've started the book of Daniel now. Uh, and so uh, you can listen in on our study through Daniel, which was, <clears throat> excuse me, a really great study uh, as well. So, hey, give me a call, 303-690-3000. Or you can also send in a text message at 720-336-0897. Uh, I'd love to hear from you to be able to connect with you and uh, talk to you about the things that are happening in your life and what God's doing with you. So let's go to the phone lines. And Jeremiah is on line one in uh, Denver Metro with a prayer request and and question. Hey, Jeremiah, you're on Calvary Live. Hey, how you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing well. How are you? Um, I've had better times. Um, The reason I'm calling is about my marriage. Okay. Um... I didn't really have a plan on what I was going to say when I came on here, but sure. I'll try to formulate it as best as I can. Yeah, no worries. Maybe I'll um, ask you a couple questions. So right now, my wife is wanting a separation from me. And so like for the last week or two weeks or so, I've been working out of town and like staying in the hotel there. And then when I come home she'll like go stay at her parents or stay at her sisters or whatever uh she i don't know she just pretty much wants a separation and i feel like we've skipped some steps like tried to get her to go to counseling and she just she is not willing to go to counseling and so i feel like that step was just skipped and it went straight to separation Hmm. and like over the last year it's kind of become one of those marriages where it's like every fight we have ends up with her threatening to divorce me. Hmm. And I mean, I've definitely not been the best husband for sure. I've done things that I regret and all, but there hasn't been any adultery or anything like that. And so, I mean, 
I just don't know what to do. I feel like, I feel like the emotion in our relationship is just gone. And I don't know how to restore a marriage. I've been yeah. praying about it a lot, but I don't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, man, my, my heart goes out to you. Um, it's just as I hear you speaking, as I hear you talking, um, my heart breaks for you and for your situation. And, and I, I hear that it's just, it's really painful and difficult, uh, as you're trying to work through this and figure out what, what can I do? Um, so do you guys, uh, do you have a, a church that you attend? Is, is there somewhere that you guys are going? Yeah, we haven't, <clears throat> haven't been exactly, uh, every Sunday type people. I would like to be, um, I really love the church we've been going to. We're going to Calvary Castle Rock. Good. And uh, I love it there. Absolutely love it. And uh, but like, I don't know. This summer we've missed a lot. Like we've been camping a bunch and stuff, and just haven't really been there much for like a couple months. Yeah, it's. Um, well, I'm glad. I'm glad that you guys have a church. Uh, and I'm glad that you're you're connected there. That's really good because that's one of the primary things that we need, especially in these kinds of situations, these difficult um, trials and hardships that we're going through. Um, we need community, and so uh, if there's anything that I could point you to, you know, just in general, it would be to connect with that community that God's made you a part of, that church, uh, Calvary Castle Rock, that God's made you a part of. Have you reached out to anybody there on staff? No, no, I haven't. I mean, honestly, I haven't been there in like probably close to two months. Mm-hmm. Two months ago, we were doing a lot better. We'd still fight a lot, but we were going to church and bringing my son to church and all that. But uh, like I said, we just really haven't been for like two months now. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, there's a few things that come to mind, and I just want to kind of talk through it with you a little bit. Uh, but one of the things that comes to mind is in First Peter chapter five, um, we're giving we're given a description um, of of Satan, uh, and I think it's an interesting thing that is told to us here. Uh, it tells us in verse eight, "Be sober, be, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom." he may devour. And then verse 9 says, resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. Verse 10, but may the God of all grace who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a little, a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. To him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Um, you know, the thing that comes to mind and the reason that I think about this is because um, really part of what you're describing is uh, something that I think is, is a, um, just a caution to, to, let, to let you in on, to point out to you, and you're probably already aware of it, but just to point it out very clearly, but also for all of our listeners who are listening in to hear the same caution. It's to say that we have a very real enemy who really hates us and is really coming against us. And, and that's the truth. There is a spiritual reality to things that is, even though you can't see it, it's just as real as everything you can touch and feel uh, and see and hear and smell. It's just as real as all that. And it's having an influence and effect on the things that are in our lives. 
And so as you describe, you know, just having a busy time over the summer and just kind of getting out of the routine of things, this is a common tactic that the enemy uses in order to uh, to bring destruction into our lives, to devour, as it says there in uh, verse 8 of 1 Peter 5. And, you know, really it's the, this description is that the enemy is likened to a lion. And one of the things that a lion does, the way that lions hunt, is they they look for, you know, a herd of whatever it is that they're going to go after. Let's say it's some gazelle. And what they do is they don't they don't look at the herd and go for the the strongest, the fastest, the most um, uh, secure one of the gazelle because those ones are all going to be within the middle of the pack, all hanging together. What they do is they look for the stragglers. They look for the ones on the outside. They look for the ones who are who are have have been removed from the group. Um, and they go after those ones, and, and that can be for a variety of reasons. That that some that one of them is is uh, set off to the side or or you know pulled out of the group. It can be sickness. It could be uh, they're tired. It could be you know any number of different things that pulls them out. But those are the ones that are targeted. And so I, I, the reason I point that out and say that is because as you describe kind of the spiritual state of things and where you're at in terms of your connection to fellowship. What I would say is that you've you've removed yourself from the um, the connectivity to being uh, within uh, that that community of believers, and there's a sense of security. And even you described it beforehand. Even though we were still having trouble, we were doing okay. Things things were they weren't great, but we were we were actually you know making some progress. But now, after this couple of months, now it's just everything's broken and it, and it seems unrepairable. And so I think that, that, you know, the first thought off the top of my head is that, is that f- primarily, first and foremost, you've got to get back into fellowship. You need other Christians in your life to, because Galatians 6 says, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. You can't have people bearing your burdens if you're disconnected. You've got to be connected. And so that would be my first encouragement. My first exhortation would be, you've got to get back into fellowship. You need to be with the people uh, of the church. Secondly to that, what I would say is um, within that community, what you guys need is, like you've pointed out, you need to get some uh, some discipleship. That's what we call it. You know, we we don't necessarily use the word counseling, but uh, that that we use it. You know, in terms of biblical discipleship, where you just sit down with one of the pastors as a as a couple, and you do what you can uh, to work on the relationship. Now, you've said that your wife isn't uh, willing to do that at this point, which you know that's that does happen. Um, and so, uh, what I would say is continue to offer that to her. But uh, while you're waiting for her to be ready to do that, then I would say you sh- it would be good for you to schedule an appointment for yourself um, to go in and talk to one of the pastors as well, just so that that way you can get some some encouragement, some time to uh, work through some um, some more of the details. I mean, a lot more than we can do in a few minutes on a radio show, you know. Um, but uh, so I would encourage you to do that as well. Um, and then I think that the, the third exhortation that I would give you is out of first Peter as well. And it's in first Peter chapter three, verse seven, which says this husbands likewise dwell with them. Speaking of your wife with understanding, giving honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel as being heirs together of the grace of life that your prayers may not be hindered. So 
you know, really here in 1 Peter 3, what we're given is this direct direction in one verse, verse 7, that's it, 1 Peter 3, 7, and it's to, um, as to what, you know, the, the husband needs to do. Obviously, there's more verses that surround this, but this is a great verse to kind of pack it all in. And what it's telling you to do is to live with your wife in understanding. And so I'd encourage you to, along those lines to say, I, I, I need to um, seek this out, that I need to be submissive to the Lord in this, to say, I'm going to seek to understand her. I'm going to seek to be engaged uh, in this relationship with her um, and give honor to her that way. And, um, you know, if, if I could give you any sort of uh, direction in terms of what it means to seek to live with her in understanding, here, here are some ways that you can seek to live with her in understanding, that you can give honor to her physically. Just realizing that she's She's your wife. She's the weaker vessel, as it says here, which weaker doesn't mean weaker in terms of you're stronger, even though that's true. Uh, the word weaker there is talking more about um, fragile. Uh, and so, uh, or precious could be another way to de define that idea. So think of it like this. You treat uh, the, the china that you were given from your grandma differently than you treat a paper plate, right? They're just not the same. And so the way you treat your wife needs to be more like China, less like a paper plate. And so physically, what does that look like? Well, you know, that's, that looks like doing things like uh, opening her car door for her. Or, you know, like in my house, I always take out the trash uh, because I just say that's a way that I can physically honor and serve my wife. That I can say, you don't worry about the trash. I'll take care of the trash. I mow the lawn. Just, you know, just physically, physical things like that. She's totally capable to take a trash bag out of the trash can, but I do it because it serves her that way. Uh, verbally, the way that I speak to her, that, you know, I talk to her in a way that lifts her up, not tears her down. Uh, one of the things I think that a lot of guys struggle with in this is that uh, they talk to their wives the way that guys might talk to one another in a locker room. And man, that just does not honor your wife. And so verbally, um, you know, speaking to her with honor and don't talk to her with that kind of locker room talk or don't don't degrade, but instead lift up with your words um, emotionally to honor her emotionally, that she's going to have emotions that you don't have. She's going to have some different things uh, that she's going to deal with emotionally that you're just not going to. And so you can honor her and you can bring understanding, even though you don't necessarily uh, feel the same thing financially, taking care of her financially and providing, but also just being aware of the the bills and the finances. And, you know, I'm going to use the money to better our family, not just better me. Um, you know, like I, I'm going to, I perpetually want to buy something. I'm always on my mind. I always have stuff that I think I want to get. Um, but, you know, financially, instead of putting me first, I'm going to put us first and make sure that we have the things we need uh, together. And then, you know, just practically with the different things around the house, you know, I'd, there's always things that I need to fix or whatever, or maybe her computer needs some issues, has some issues and I need to take care of that. Or uh, there's a leak in the sink and I can take care of that, but just practically taking care of things. And then parentally, you know, I don't know if you guys have kids or not, um, but, you know, in that parental kind of relationship, I can, uh, it's not like the kids are her responsibility and I just disengage. And then uh, finally, spiritually, you know, just to say, I'm going to be the one that drives our spiritual lives and the spiritual condition of our home. And so I want to, uh, I'm going to make sure that we are seeking the Lord together with our, with our lives. And so, um, th those are kind of just the thoughts that come to mind um, as we're t as we're kind of thinking through and talking through this. Um, but uh, you're in a 
you're in a really, you know, difficult situation as you're trying to process through this. So do you, yeah. how, how, what do you think as I say all those things to you? I love everything you're saying. I mean, I completely agree and understand everything you're saying, and I'm definitely falling short in several of those areas. Um, yeah. Well, so here's the thing. Here's what I want to encourage you with. Man, nobody's perfect. We're all just trying not to mess this thing up too bad. That, that's really what it comes down to because we are fallen people in a fallen world. And when you put two sinners together and you try to get them to live together, man, there's going to be fireworks. That's just the way it goes. So the, the reality is, is it's not that you're never going to fight. It's that, you know, when you get into those situations where you have this difficulty, it's figuring out how to get out of it faster. And instead of fighting against each other, you're fighting with each other against the real enemy, because that's really what's happening. There, there's an enemy trying to cause division, you know? Yeah. So I just get really frustrated. Like, I get really, really frustrated because in my mind, I know what the Bible says about divorce, and it's like not an option at all for me. Yeah. And she, like, she just is constantly threatening it whenever we have even like a small argument. It's just like frustrating because I got married because I wanted to have some stability and some certainty that I was going to be with this person forever and I wouldn't have those. You know, like it's not a boyfriend girlfriend relationship. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, we fight too much, and so we're just going to break up. Like, yep, absolutely. You know, I and I, it, it bothers me that she, that she doesn't, I guess, hold marriage in as high of a regard. Yeah. Well, here's the thing: God's word changes people's lives. That's that's the truth, and so that's why. As a we as a Calvary Chapel Church at Redemption, that's why we teach the Bible. That's why a lot of the Calvary Chapels, you know, that I know, uh, really great teachers. Also, there's lots of other, you know, Bible believing, Bible teaching churches across Metro Denver area. Um, that's why we do what we do because I firmly believe the Scriptures change our lives. They change our minds, and so, um, you know, I, I'm not surprised by people having this thought, and and you know maybe. Um, you know, your for your wife, she's gotten to this place of thinking that, you know, this is an, an okay thing or whatever. But the reality is that God can change her mind. The the word of God can change her mind and the um, love of God can change her heart. And so I would just say, pr- pray, cry out to God and ask him to, to do what only he can. I mean, there's some stuff you can do, you know, we've already talked about some of that, but there's a big part of this that only God can do. And so what we do is we don't, we don't just look to only what we can do and we don't only look to what God can do, but there's this, this tension of meeting in the middle of God, I'm going to do everything I can, but I'm also going to ask you to do all the stuff that I can't do. Um, and so that's, that's where really where we come to. Let me pray for you, Jeremiah. Thank you. All right. Father, I just want to lift up Jeremiah to you. I pray that you would encourage him. I pray that you would uh, lift his spirits and give him the courage and the faith that he needs to trust you, that you love him and you love his wife more than uh, they love each other or more than other people uh, could, uh, could ever love them, their parents or anybody, Lord, that you are above that, far supreme, reigning and ruling. And so I just pray that you would encourage uh, Jeremiah, that you would give him uh, the faith that he needs to take these next steps to to uh, return to you and to cry out to you. I pray that you would help him to know how to pray. 
I pray that you give him the wisdom to know which direction to go and what steps to take. And God, I pray that you would connect him with uh, a pastor at his church that can help walk him through the next steps of what to do. And that, uh, God, you would help him to not just hear, but also to do. And that you would uh, be glorified uh, through that. So we pray together for your will to be done and that you would be seen as the one who brings victory. We pray together in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, Jeremiah. I'm praying for you, man. And um, just keep keep moving forward. Trust the Lord. And uh, seek out some help from one of your pastors. Absolutely. All right, man. God bless you. Hey, you're listening to Calvary Live. Uh, my name is Cody King here in studio. Give me a call at 303-690-3000, or you can send in a text message at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line two with Aaron in Commercetti. Uh, Aaron, you're on Calvary Live. Hey, Cody, how are you? Hey, Aaron, how are you? Oh my gosh, I have a better day. <laughs> yeah, the the call yeah. screener has shown me said something's going on with your job. Yeah, uh, I got laid off today. So, oh my goodness. Um, that's fun. <laughs> and uh, we we we're, we're right about to put a house on the market, so don't know what we're gonna do about that. Mm. Um, but yeah, I could really use some prayer because this is, I mean, the reality of it is I'm the, I make quite a bit more than my husband does and, um, not having this, like either way, we're not going to be able to afford to live where we are now. So I don't know what we're going to (laughs) do. I could really use the prayer. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. That's a lot of stress for sure. Um, yeah, let's, let's pray. Let's, Let's, I don't. I don't have any deep words of wisdom or thus says the Lord for you, uh, but I I can pray with you. So let's do that. Father, we want to come to you together today. And I just, I want to pray for Erin that you would um, provide her needs. I pray that you would encourage her as she's just, I'm sure she's reeling from all of the different uh, questions of how is this going to work? And I don't know why this, and what about that? Um, Lord, I just pray that you would calm her mind quiet her spirit and help her just to be still and know that you're God, that you knew this was going to happen before she did, that you are the God who holds the future in in your hand. uh, And that even though this catches us by surprise, it definitely does not catch you by surprise. So God, uh, we trust you. We hope in you. We believe in you. We know that you're capable. We know that you're able. And so Lord, would you direct her path? Show her what the next step is and uh, how how she needs to make decisions with her husband and, and how they can work together to figure out what the right thing to do is. Um, God, we pray that you would, uh, you know, right on her, the top of her mind, I, I'm sure, is what's the, wh- you know, what job do I get? And so I just pray that you would provide for her in that job as she's uh, looking for work and that you just open the doors for her and it would be so clear that it's you, that it would be undeniable that the Lord came through. Uh, so God, give her encouragement, give her your spirit, and cause her to uh, see your miraculous provision. We pray together in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, Cody. Amen. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, we'll talk to you soon, Aaron. Yeah, thank you. Bye. All right. God bless you. Bye. Hey, you're listening to Calvary Live. we got a couple minutes till break, and so I uh, just wanted to remind you about something that I have the opportunity to be a part of that I really, I just really love. Uh, it's called the Expositors Collective, um, and it is essentially a training weekend that's designed around um, 
uh, training up young preachers and teachers between 18 and 34 in how to handle the scriptures correctly. Uh, you, maybe you're not surprised, but I'll say it this way. You'd be surprised at how many people mishandle the Bible all the time. Uh, and so uh, the Expositors Collective is designed around training young preachers and teachers to be able to handle the scriptures correctly. Uh, men and women, ages 18 to 34. The next training weekend is coming up here in just a couple of weeks, September 20th through the 21st in Howell, New Jersey. Uh, I, hey, I'd love to see you there. I'd love to be able to connect with you at, at Expositors Collective in, in uh, New Jersey. And so uh, if you live on the East Coast, then you need to make it there. If you're not even near the East Coast, you need to get a plane ticket and get there. I guarantee it'll be well worth your time of investment uh, and also the money uh, investment of travel. So uh, if you need more information about that, check out expositorscollective.com. You can register there and get more information. Hey, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. God bless you. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, what's up? My name is Cody King, uh, here to take your questions and your prayer requests uh, on Calvary Live. It's such a privilege and honor to be able to be with you today. Welcome to all of our listeners on Grace FM, up and down the front range. Uh, it's a, such an awesome privilege to be with you today. I also want to welcome our listeners on the East Coast on Hope FM and Truth FM. Uh, this is being syndicated and rebroadcast uh, in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Maryland, Tennessee, North Carolina, Kentucky. Uh, what a cool privilege to be able to leverage technology to reach out to all these areas as well. So if you're hearing my voice, we would love to talk to you. We'd love to be able to spend some time thinking through the scriptures together, praying over things, and uh, seeking the Lord uh, together. Um, also, we got uh, listeners who tune in through the website online, as well as through the Grace FM app. Welcome. Uh, it's so great to have listeners uh, uh, just uh, ch chiming in, listening in, uh, checking out what's going on uh, here uh, at uh, on Calvary Live. Uh, the um, studio manager was uh, letting me know earlier um, that we have some people who are listening all the way from central Singapore. What a cool thing. Man, hey, we're so glad that you're listening to us in Singapore uh, we pray that this is a blessing to you and an encouragement to you. I know that, you know, contextually, we're we're sort of separated in terms of an American context and where you're at. But, um, hey, I just pray that it's a blessing to you and that as we think about and talk about the things of the Lord, that it can be an encouragement to you as well. So uh, it's awesome to have you listening in, uh, as well as we've got, you know, blips all over the map uh, from California uh, and uh, Minnesota, it looks like, and even up in the Oregon area, uh, down in Texas and uh, in Missouri, and it's in Nebraska, and I think uh, 
maybe Oklahoma. I don't know where that's at, but um, looks like we got places all over going on right now. So, hey, uh, give me a call, 303-690-3000. I'd love to be able to talk with you and pray with you and uh, answer questions you may have or send me a text message as well, and uh, we'll connect. Uh, now, let's go to uh, line three, I believe, um, and we have Tim in Maryland. Hey, Tim, you're on Calvary Live. Pastor Cody, thanks for taking my call. I appreciate hey, you're it. You're welcome. Absolutely. So I, I've been studying uh, a lot of the Old Testament prophets, and okay. um, there seems to be some debate with Jeremiah chapter 50 and 51. Okay, let me turn About on. what? Go ahead. So just the, the background here is that it's near the end. It's the, like the third, uh, second to the last book of Jer- uh, chapter of Jeremiah, and it describes yeah. when the when the Jews are leaving it describes the Jews leaving uh, Babylon, I guess, after 70 years, and it's, it's the destruction of Babylon. It talks about how it was destroyed from a, by a nation out of the north. That's verse 3. And I guess the argument here, amongst, not argument, the discussion point is that, well, there's a Babylon that's mentioned in Revelation that gets destroyed. Babylon yeah. has fallen. And then Jeremiah describes a Babylon that's de- that gets destroyed in chapters 50 and 51. And I guess the question is, I was wondering, do you have a sense on, is Jeremiah's Babylon an ancient Babylon that was destroyed, or would you think it would be a futuristic Babylon that, say, John uh, the Revelator saw get destroyed, or maybe both? Do you have an opinion on that? Yeah, that's. I think that's a really great question, and I think that your question really hits on the idea of um, the way that prophets see, see prophecy. Um, so the, the basic way that I like to describe the way the prophets see prophecy is as if you think about them standing on a mountain range and there's a series of mountain peaks and you have the prophet standing on a mountain peak and he's looking across this mountain range and there are multiple different mountain peaks that he can see from his perspective. Now, he doesn't necessarily see all the gap of distance between them or the valleys or all the details of it all. He's just seeing what he's seeing. And so, you know, the prophecy could have a fulfillment in the prophet's time in the, you know, in that, that sense, it could have a a fulfillment in the near future in terms of what's happening, you know, not right then, but in the the near future. And then there's a, a fulfillment of the distant future. And then there's also possibly a fourth fulfillment, which could be the end of time kind of a fulfillment. Um, and so when we start looking at this, it can easily become overwhelming and pretty confusing. And that's also where we get a lot of different opinions. Right, I, th- right. I think when the, the biggest thing that I think of when I approach this stuff is to say, I want to approach this with a level of humility uh, that says where I'm not exactly sure, I can say this is what I think. But I want to approach it with a, way, a level of humility to say I can't get dogmatic about it. I think that's the biggest caution I could give toward not just you know you particularly, but you know all, all the listeners listening in about uh, different things in terms of of prophecy. Because typically, what happens is when people get into prophetic kinds of things, they get really narrowly focused on this is the only way this could ever happen. Um, and so I think that that's a sort of a, a a caution toward that. But your question hits right on the the head of how do we look at this? And I think that's the exact right question to ask. Um, right. So and I'm right. So people say, hey, this Babylon that Jeremiah sees, oh, it's ancient Babylon. And then other people say, oh, no, no, it's a it's a future Babylon. 
So I've, I've been looking at each verse trying to kind of figure out, well, could this have been in the past? And so my question specifically, maybe it's this one verse, it's verse 4. Yeah. And when, when I read that, you know, it says, And in those days and at that time, declares the Lord, the people of Israel and the people of Judah shall come together weeping as they come. They shall seek the Lord their God. They shall ask the way to Zion, with their faces turned toward it. And they shall come, let us join ourselves to the Lord in an everlasting covenant that will never be forgotten. Yeah. So when I've read that, I say to myself, well, if, when the Jews left Babylon 2,600 years ago, they didn't enter into that everlasting covenant that Jesus gave us the night before he was betrayed. So this this has to be referring to a, a different event. I, you follow me? I, yeah. I, I struggle with... It's like, can that, can, could that single verse have been fulfilled when the Jews left Babylon? Um, and it, it's, the reason I'm asking you specifically in this one verse is this is a particular verse that I'm having a, an, a, an interesting discussion with a friend of mine about, and that's sure. why I was just asking. Yeah. No, I, I think that I, I just said all that backstory kind of stuff in order to set the stage for listeners who may not be uh, familiar with what sure. we're talking about and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, absolutely. And And so when I... When I look at those two verses in particular, verses four and five, I would tend to agree with what you just said. Um, so here's, here's where I would look at this. In the idea of Babylon, there's this ancient city of Babylon that was destroyed and hasn't been rebuilt. Um, and so there's a sense in which that portion of the prophecy has, has been fulfilled in terms of pertaining to that city uh, in, in Persia uh, at that time. Uh, but like you pointed out, there's also Revelation talks about Babylon. And obviously, Revelation's looking from a future perspective. Um, and so what is that saying? Well, there's a couple of different things it could be. One, uh, a city of Babylon could uh, exist uh, in the future that's rebuilt. Or two, it could be representative of something else. And that's likely the most possible one is that this Babylon revelation represents something else um, because the the way that Babylon is described uh, in, in prophecy through Jeremiah and so on is that this ancient city of Babylon isn't going to be rebuilt. Uh, and, and so it's not going to be reestablished that way. Um, and so, you know, looking at it that way, it seems as though the Babylon of Revelation is not the same thing as the Babylon of the Old Testament uh, because uh, it's been destroyed and, and is to to not, not be rebuilt that way. Um, so it seems as though it's probably speaking of something that represents Babylon um, in, in symbolism, less of a literal... Babylon in this particular case, you mean? So Jeremiah's Babylon in this particular case would be connected to, in verses 4 and 5, that would be speaking of the same Babylon as Revelation. That's my thought. Right, right. I agree with you. Now, and I don't want to go too far into this, because this could make people just eyes glass over. <laughs> Do you have a theory? I mean, this is the, the, the $64,000 question. It, obviously, we don't see Babylon and Iraq being rebuilt anytime soon. Sure. And it speaks about Babylon, and there are this, you know, it talks about the ship captains and all the the people who do the money changing and the trading, how they're going to be very, very sad when Babylon does get destroyed in one hour, according to John the Revelator. Yeah. Who do you think the modern or John's Babylon could be? Because that's a, that's a serious question that could put the fear of God in a lot of people that live around us, if you know what I mean. Sure, yeah, yeah. I think that, you know, there's theories about what that could be, and, and essentially based on what's been, what you described, you know, in, in 
quoting the scriptures in terms of that is that what this is, if Babylon is representative of something else, then it's going to be some sort of world dominating power that has control over the finances. Uh, and so people have, um, they've thought perhaps that could be America because we've had some time uh, at the, the, you know, the top of the world's economy. Um, you know, it could be China, it could be, you know, any number of things. It could be a, a nation we don't even know about at this time, because just like the way that America sort of came on the scene fairly quickly uh, in terms of rising to uh, financial power, that could happen with another nation as well within the world. Uh, and so, you know, really for me, I try to uh, I try to go just as far as I just went with you in terms of speculation, because you know, I really where the Bible is silent, I want to be silent. Real quick, and just read what it said. It, well, I'll just lead you to it. It says that Babylon would be the last of the nations. And boy, that's a, that's an interesting verse that it says. I mean, the last of the nations, like. Like, how could Jeremiah's Babylon 2,600 years ago be the last of the nations? That's the one that really did it for me. When yeah. I read that, I thought, wow, that doesn't sound like, you know. Anyway, so I, I won't keep any longer. You probably have many people calling that with serious prayer requests. I mind sort of a, uh, an interesting biblical discussion thing here. But yeah. the well, people I... that called earlier, Jeremiah and Aaron, I've been through both of those problems, mm. and the Lord has brought me through both of them. But they're, they're still listening. The name that the Lord God will hear their heed their prayers and Amen. get them out of this situation. So, yeah. well, I, Tim, I really appreciate your heart and just yeah. the whole way that you you know approach all this to say this is a great thing to think about and it's something we do need to talk through and to wrestle over. Um, but just to say, you know, there's there's things that uh, that we can you know this is one of those secondary or even tertiary issues that are sort of on right. the side, you know. But uh, I, it's great to talk through and I love thinking about it. But uh, appreciate your heart, man. Okay. Awesome. God bless you, Tim. You have a great day. All right, you as well. See ya. Hey, you're listening to Calvary Live. It is a privilege and honor to be able to be with you together today. Want to be able to just encourage you to call in, text in, be able to... uh, you know, just talk through the things of the Lord. Uh, I believe we have open phone lines. So uh, if you are waiting for an opportunity, this is a good one. Uh, jump in. All lines are open. We'd love to be able to hear from you. Uh, the phone number is 303-690-3000, or you can also text in at 720-336-0897. I said this last week, but I just want to say it again uh, this week for those of you who might you know, just be listening in. You didn't catch the show last week, but it would be a great idea for you to take those numbers and to save them as contacts in your phone. Uh, because if you're anything like me, questions come into my head at the most random times. And I'm just, you know, then I'm fumbling for what's the number. Oh, I forgot it. And, you know, maybe I'm in the middle of a, uh, a question or prayer request and I don't repeat the, the number for you. And so it's hard for you to know how to, you know, connect or, you know, what is the number again? And you forgot it and you're trying to look it up. So here it is again. I would say save these as two different um, uh, kinds of prayer or excuse me, uh, contacts. One of them is the call line. One of them's the text line. You can name them as Calvary Live. And uh, so the phone number to call in is 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. Save that in your phone. And then also the text line is 720-336-0897. Uh, we'd love to hear from you, to be able to connect with you and uh, to talk with you about the things that are happening in your life. 
and the things of the Lord. So let's go to line one right now with uh, Elise. I believe I said that right. You can correct me if I'm wrong. In uh, no, Pennsylvania. you did say it right. <laughs> I said it all right uh, in Harrisburg. Uh, looks like you are calling in for some prayer. Yes, I am. Yeah, what's going on? So um, I lost my husband mm. about a year ago, and my faith has been falling. And I'm, I'm a Christian woman. I got baptized a long time ago. And it's just been, I've been struggling a lot. And I just need to get back on the track. Yeah. Huh. And I've been asking God, please help me with this. It's been really hard. Mm-hmm. I'm trying not to lose my faith. I pray every day. I wake up. I say, God, thank you for waking me up, getting my children to school and going to work. It's just been a very struggle. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Loss and and the grief that comes with that is, it's just overwhelming. Uh, It is very very overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Very. And like I said, I'm trying not to fall apart. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying, I tell the devil to get off of me every day. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's so, I missed. Sorry, I'm just, uh, my heart goes out to you. Uh, as you describe that, I just, man, I, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't put myself in your shoes and, and, you know, really understand what it is that you're going through. That's, that's so hard, so difficult. And, it is. Just, you know, I'm just really, um, uh, just grateful to the Lord for the strength I hear in your voice, just mm-hmm. the way that you're, you know, um, even the way that you described, I get up and I, I just, I thank God for today. That is Man, that is the right perspective. That is exactly yeah. the right heart. God, thank you. Uh, not thank you that I'm going through this situation because <laughs> I am not <laughs> thankful for the difficulty. <laughs> right. But thank you that you remain good even though it's hard. Even yes, though it's I, bad, you're still good. Yes. Even though I feel um, terribly, I know you still love me. And, and so, uh, gosh, I just uh, I just want to encourage you, Elise, as you're, you're per, you know, you're uh, thinking through this, you're praying through this, um, you're asking the Lord for his help, um, just keep crying out to the Lord because he's near to you. Um, th- you know, that's what Jesus said, that uh, the, the Lord is, is near to the brokenhearted. And so, um, you know, the, the other thing that I, th- I think about, you know, what you're, you're going through and the, the struggle that you're having here is that um, in Hebrews chapter 4, we're told that we have a high priest that can sympathize with our weaknesses because he was tempted in all ways the way that we are, and yet he didn't sin. And so I just want to encourage you with this to say that um, our weaknesses provide unique opportunities for sin. Um, and so I just want to encourage you along those lines to say, um, don't allow the enemy to trick you into a sinful mentality because that's where your mind's going to go. Right. Your, your mind's going to go into all the what if questions. Well, what if right. this didn't happen? What if this was different? All, all the time. That, all the time. That's what, You get stuck there. Yes. And that's the enemy's playground to get you spooled up and off and you begin to right. doubt the goodness of God. You begin to doubt the love of God. You get, begin to doubt the presence of God. And all of that is not true. All of that is a lie. And so, yes, yes, it's hard. It's it's unspeakably difficult. And yes. and my heart breaks for you in this. And so, I you know I'm thankful that you called in, and we can uh, we can talk through this, and we can pray together. And uh, you know that's one thing that I think is going to be really vital for you is is fellowship. 
Um, so right. do, you, do you have a church there? I do have a church. It's uh, Word of Grace. Okay, awesome. I haven't been going, you know, because like I said, I fell off, and I try to get up and go back again, and I yeah. fall off again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, the struggle is very struggling. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, I want to encourage you with something, because here's the thing that I know. The reason it's such a hard thing for you to go is because that's the one thing you need. Right. That's, that's why it's so hard. Because the one thing you need right now is other Christians in your life to encourage you, to love you, to be there for you, to just cry with you. To right. just, they're not going to fix anything. You know, what are nope. they going to do? There's nothing right. they can do to fix it. But they can love you. They can say, right. I'm here with you. They can encourage you through the process and just say, hey, you're doing a great job. Uh, your kids are doing well. Just keep moving forward. The Lord is with you. And you need to hear that. Um, mm-hmm. and so the, the one thing the enemy is going to try to do is isolate you. And so here's what I want to encourage you with. Decide right now that I will be in fellowship. And then when you don't feel like it, that's when you say, I already decided this. I'm not arguing with myself about this because your yeah. argument isn't with you. You're not even arguing. It's the enemy. Mm-hmm. It's this satanic device to get you out of fellowship from the people of God. So so in time of non-conflict, that's when you make decisions. And then you say, you know what? I'm not going to trust my feelings. I'm not going to trust the snooze button. I'm going to get up. I'm going to get dressed. I don't care how I feel. I don't care how bad of a day I have. I don't care if the kids lose their mind and no one eats breakfast. We're going to get to church. Because that's where God's people are gathered. And that's where you're going to find the encouragement and the fellowship that you need to carry through and, and to see the Lord bring healing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, can I pray for you? Yes, please. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's pray. Father, I want to lift up Elise to you. And God, thank you for prompting her to call in today. Um, I pray that you'd be near to her as she's struggling and, and her heart is broken and she's filled with grief. And Lord, we know that you understand our grief. You understand our pain because you've walked in our shoes. And so, Lord, be near to her. Give her the courage she needs to take the next step uh, of, uh, of today. Um, Lord, cause her to have uh, sweet sleep, as your word tells us that you're, you give uh, s- sweet sleep to your saints. Um, give her the ability to, um, to hope in you, that you can put the broken pieces back together, that you can bring healing to her heart and that you're near to her, and you love her tremendously and deeply. So God, encourage her with those things deep within her, that she senses your presence in a new new way, and that you would uh, lead her into this fellowship, and that you would surround her with precious saints who could uh, encourage her to be a blessing to her, to uh, speak life into her, uh, and to just be there with her through this trial. Lord, we need one another. You've caused us, you've created us in such a way that we need fellowship. And so I pray that Elise would be surrounded by some tremendous fellow brothers and sisters who can just be that encouragement she needs at this time. Uh, Lord, we also want to pray for her kids that as they're struggling through this as well, that you would be near to them and that they wouldn't, they wouldn't blame you for the things that took place, but instead they would cry out to you and they would, they would draw near to you and that you'd be a father to them. Um, so, Lord, we love you. We commit this family to you. I just thank you so much for the opportunity to connect uh, through this through technology and that you would be uh, glorified. We pray together in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, Elise, God bless you. I'm praying for you, okay? Thank you so much. Okay, all right. 
Hey, this is Calvary Live. My name's Cody King. I'm here uh, taking your calls and your prayer requests. Uh, we got a few minutes left. Let's see if we can uh, go to one more caller. Line two, Brenda in Boulder. Uh, you're on Calvary Live. Hi. Hi, Brenda. I just wondered if I could get you to pray for my son, Connor. He's in Texas. He's 26. Um, he's been going through a lot. He's, he's type 1 diabetic, has been since he was a baby. Mm-hmm. So he's had some trouble with his eyes. And um, the doctor that has been working on him has, uh, in my eyes, done some, in my perspective, done some things he shouldn't have. And Connor's now blind in his left eye. He's been to three different um, specialists, and they all agree there's nothing that can be done now for that eye. Mm-hmm. And he's got some things going on with his right eye. He has very limited vision in that as well. And um, so he's got he's got to make some decisions on what to do with that eye, getting some more opinions on, on that. So in the, in the, he, his, he can't work. His job won't let him come back to work. He wants to, but... They're not allowing him to come back yet. And so, you know, I just worry and ask for prayer. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you said his name is Connor? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, awesome. Um, I, Gosh, I'm, I'm so sorry to, to hear about that. It's so, it's so frustrating, I'm sure, um, as a mom to hear about this happening with your son, and he's just so far away for you to be able to be there yeah. with him to, to help him through these things. Um, you know, right. I, I'm a dad myself. And so, you know, being, I, I don't quite have, uh, adult kids yet. They're getting close, but that's right on the horizon for me. And that's one of the big things that's sort of a, a scary thing for me, you know, is to say right, right. when my kids are off on their own and they're just trying to do the best they can, you know, what if I'm not there to, to help walk them through some of this stuff? And right. so I'm sure that's frustrating for you. Get him to come here too. I think that would be good because he doesn't get out of the house hardly at all. He can't mm. drive, and yeah, so yeah. you know, it's just yeah. I'm trying to get him to come here and go to church with me, and yeah, just, uh, get him get some good opinions out here. I think there's probably some really good doctors that he could see, and yeah, definitely. Colorado's so, got some tremendous doctors. Yeah. Well, let's pray for him. Okay, thank you. All right, Father, we want to lift up uh, Connor to you right now, and we pray that you would. God, would you bring direction to his life? Would you bring healing to his life? Would you cause him to be able to um, to know which direction to go? And and uh, God, as he's trying to navigate uh, this this difficult um, health uh, situation that he's got, uh, as he's dealing with diabetes and you know this this type one diabetes, and uh, as uh, that has caused some damage through his body, even in his eyes, Lord, would you, God, would you just be gracious to him? Would you be kind to him and, and uh, show your kindness to him and reveal it to him? Uh, give him wisdom to know how to make the right decisions, God. Show him how, um, you know, if there's some different things that he needs to do in terms of changing things in his life, show him what those things are, God. Give him the, the desire within his heart. We pray that you would put your desire inside of him, that he wouldn't want his own things, but that he would want your things. And so whatever that looks like, God, if that looks like moving out to live with his, his uh, mom again, if it, it looks like um, being able to uh, make some different decisions about doctors, if it looks like different decisions about food or whatever that looks like, God, we just ask and cry out to you that you know, you look down and you see exactly what's happening in his situation and his scenario, and you're able to work it all out. 
And so, God, we don't know all the details. We don't know how it's all supposed to work out. We don't even have the wisdom to know which direction to go, but you know us. You know our bodies because you made us. And so we pray for Connor that you would give him uh, the encouragement and the wisdom that he needs. And also for Brenda, that you would just show her how she can um, uh, be there for her son, uh, stir her up to know how to pray for him, and uh, God, to be that support uh, that she wants to be uh, in the right way. So, Lord, give her the uh, just the wisdom that she needs to, and the insight to be able to know how to handle this uh, for the for your glory, to, uh, for the the best uh, of this situation. So, Lord, we thank you that you care. We thank you that we can cry out to you and you hear us, and we have the confident assurance to know that you're good and that you're God. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Oh, amen. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Brenda. God bless you. I appreciate it. Thank you yeah, so much. Definitely. Bye. Oh, bye. Hey, you're listening to Calvary Live. My name is Cody King. Uh, I'm the lead pastor at Redemption Calvary, uh, and it's my privilege to be able to host the show uh, here today, Calvary Live. Um, the uh, the church I pastor, Redemption Calvary, we're located in Commerce City, uh, which is just on the northeast side of Metro Denver, just north of the Arsenal. So if you know where the Arsenal's at, we're just north of that, Highway 2. Um, and 104th Avenue is uh, the major cross streets of where we're, we're located. We're actually closer to the tower side uh, of those cross streets. We just started meeting in Landmark Academy Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. I'd love to have you join us. Uh, so uh, look us up online. You can get directions. You can watch messages. You can get more information about the church uh, through our website. It's redemptioncalvary.org. Uh, so we'd love to be able to connect with you. I, I just want to take a moment to invite you to come out to church on Sunday. I'd love to see you. Hey, if you heard the radio uh, program or you heard me invite you to come out, let me know. I'd love to be able to uh, just connect with you and, and connect those dots of, uh, of the radio. Also, just want to one last plug for uh, Expositors Collective. It's a training weekend uh, to help train young preachers and teachers ages 18 to 34, men and women. Uh, it's happening September 20th through the 21st in Howell, New Jersey. So Howell, New Jersey, September 20th and 21st. Uh, Expositors Collective is going to be taking place. Check out more to register, get more information, expositorscollective.com. Hey, it's been a true privilege to be with you today. Um, and uh, just uh, looking forward to seeing what the Lord has for us. Until next time, may you grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. God bless you. been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.